<laughs> I'm literally embarrassed to even start recording this because I know I haven't put up a podcast in so long. And in the last episode, I was like, I'm going to come back and like, I took a week off because my mental health was falling to pieces. But it just continues to fall to pieces. <laughs> um, and I then went to visit my friend Molly and we recorded a really fun, like, kind of profound podcast episode and the audio was trash and I spent literally maybe eight days trying to salvage it and it's just not, it's not going to be saved at this point. And also, it's half term, so my family's at home, so I didn't really have a quiet place to record. And now that the excuses are out of the way, hi guys, I hope everybody's good. Um, you might be able to hear rain in the background of this, I'm so sorry. My windows do not prevent the sound of rain from getting in. Yeah, so I don't know, that might seem scenic and cute to some, but it's very annoying to me. But we'll just get into it. So as of right now, it's currently, oh my god, it's Halloween. Okay, it's Halloween. And I woke up to the news that we're going back into a second lockdown. I don't know how strong it's going to be, how severe it's going to be. Like, there was not really any information on it. It just said that because of the amount of deaths, they're considering a second national lockdown. And this has kind of been a long time coming. Um, you know, the pandemic isn't going anywhere. People are still dying, people are still getting sick. So it was kind of inevitable that we would be back in this situation. But I like to believe that that was never gonna happen. I'm sorry, I'm, this rain is really loud. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, but yeah. I like to believe it was never going to happen. I kind of got my life back in a way. Obviously not the exact same, but I wasn't confined to the four walls of my house. Like I could go to restaurants and I could work out and, you know, what some may call normal. Um, and now that's just kind of, it's going to go again. This is going to be taken right out of my hand. And I kind of think that this is just going to be me rambling about the pandemic for a while because I feel like I haven't actually seen anyone talk about the pandemic in the way that I feel about it. And I don't think that I'm alone in the way I feel about it, but I feel very fortunate um, and I know that how incredibly lucky I am to have experienced the lockdown that I experienced. Like I live in London, not everywhere was shut. Um, I'm not immunocompromised, I could go out um, on like a walk or go to the grocery store and like I live with my parents so I wasn't alone and you know I was Zooming my friends and whatever you know like I realise how lucky I am to have that experience because a lot of people had a really 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 horrible lockdown experience whether they were by themselves or you know, like, they just, like, had a, like, I don't know, like, people had a bad lockdown experience, and <clears throat> I know, like, I don't really like to compare pain, because it's so subjective, and I hate saying, oh, someone has it worse than you, but, like, it's pretty hard to say that 
well, to deny that someone had it worse than me in this specific circumstance, especially when it's all over the news. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say people had it worse than me. But that doesn't mean that, like, I was happy in lockdown. It doesn't mean that I was doing well. Um, and I feel like a big thing that people were saying is, you know, like, well, count your blessings. Like, you could you could have died. And, yeah, oh, my God, that, like, that really could have happened. But, I don't know, six months of being trapped with my own brain wasn't fun I don't really want to do that again but simultaneously I know like how important it is to get ahead of this and like a lockdown is essential they wouldn't just be doing it for shits and giggles but like the two those two perspectives can exist at the same time like you can understand that you haven't had the worst lockdown but also not want another lockdown because your experience wasn't great um and I've just kind of got my routine back like now that uni has started again like I've just kind of got my routine back and I am such a creature of habit like I really need a routine like I need to know that I'm going to this 7am soul cycle class on this day every week or this 5pm soul cycle class and I have this 12 o'clock lecture and I have a deadline at 4pm like I'm so is it Taipei is that what it's called I, I'm not too sure but like I just need to know when everything's gonna happen I hate not knowing what's happening in my day like I really really hate when someone messages me an hour before and they're like should we go for dinner no the answer is no we shouldn't go for dinner you should have booked an appointment with me three weeks ago because I just I can't but now that's just kind of it's gonna go again and I don't know there was something about the first lockdown that at the beginning I was so hopeful and I think every everyone was because we thought it was gonna be two weeks we were stupid but we thought it was gonna be two weeks and I was like yeah like I can do two weeks in a lockdown like this is a well-needed break um all I've got to do is stay at home for two weeks and then I'll go back to classes and I'll go back to my regular life and obviously four months later and we're still in a lockdown but this time I just don't feel hopeful like at all and it sucks like it really sucks I don't I think also because like the weather like as I look at the rain falling on my window right now um the weather is now horrible at least in the UK and so in the first lockdown my dad and I went on like literal five hour walks. Like I'm not even joking. We walked like the whole of London, um, like every day. And it was such beautiful weather and like we could, so yeah, in London, like independent coffee shops were open. So we would go and like grab a coffee or get like a juice or something and just walk around or sit in a park or something, socially distanced, of course. But we could do that because the weather was nice and my dad like god bless him he was really like you shouldn't be staying at home like it's not healthy to just sit in bed all day um so he was getting me out and that's just not gonna happen this time like the weather is horrible it is pissing down right now like disgustingly pissing down 
and it's cold and I'm not walking in this weather like at all so in this situation like I am confined to my house and I don't know I'm just not looking forward to it I don't think anyone's looking forward to it obviously I know nobody's looking forward to it but I don't know I just feel like this is like a ramble of my brain because I don't really know how I feel until it starts obviously but like this weird anxiety of not knowing what's about to happen is really really putting me on edge and um I know I talk about soul cycle all the fucking time in my podcast which to be fair side note um if you like don't know me on a personal level that's how you get to know me on a personal level because that is actually all I talk about in real life as well and it's not a matter of like oh she's so obsessed with it like I am but it's because I go every day so like I'll go in the morning and then when I see people they'll be like oh what have you done today and I'll be like oh I went to Soul Cycle. And then we have a conversation about cell cycle. So I am quite literally talking about 24-7 or I'm there. Sorry, I digress. I just had to explain that. But um, yeah, I can't remember what I was talking about. Mm. Okay, yeah, no, in lockdown, in the last lockdown, I like really, really lost my mind when they go cell cycle because like that is my sanity, okay? And people have their thing, like, people go running, like, I don't know, people meditate, people have their thing, like, my thing is cycle. it keeps me sane, I go every single day, and, like, they close, and I literally, like, oh my goodness, the tears that fell were just not normal, and obviously now, like, we're approaching a second lockdown, and I have gone to cycle literally every day this week, I think I doubled a few days, um, because I was like, no, like, I need to get all those classes in, like, right now, but, like, I just don't know how to mentally prepare myself to lose everything that, like, keeps me sane again, and, like, that is such a trivial thing, and obviously I can do my own workouts, I can, like, get a bike, whatever, but I think also this time I'm going into it knowing that the events that occur can't be as bad as the first time because I'll give this some context so in the first lockdown you know wasn't having the best time and I was spending literally every day with my dad um and then he got covid and well first of all it's fucking terrifying to see someone go through that he got off very very fucking lightly um but it was still so weird like he just wasn't himself and then I got it but like not badly if that makes sense like I didn't even know I had it I just didn't have my sense of taste and smell for about four months (laughs) um I'm only just starting to get it back and there was like a week where I just felt like shit, like I had no energy, my body felt so weak. Um, and it, it 
just kind of made sense that I had it considering I was spending so much time with my dad and he had it but so yeah I'm kind of like going into this one being like well at least you know we know we won't get it again I mean that hasn't been proven but I'm trying to be optimistic here you know this time we won't be sick like we'll be fine um and we've been through it before so we should you know be prepared but it's just still so like like okay sorry this is all over the place but like I have realized that I have lost all social skills like I don't know how to speak to people anymore and like when I have been going to meet people that now that like restrictions have been lifted I am not a normal human being like I don't know how to talk to these people because I just spent so long either with myself or like with my dad and like yes obviously I was speaking to my dad but like you know it's not the same um and like I have a really really close relationship with my dad like we have a really good relationship so like I tell him like really personal things that I would just never even dream of telling some people I know and then I was like meeting up with people and acting as if they were my therapist and like spilling my heart out and I was like oh my good no we need to we need to figure out how to interact and socialize with people um and also now that uni is like a thing and it's like all online well mine's all online I know some people have like classes they have to attend but I don't have a single in-person class and I hate zoom university it makes me so anxious and I feel like there is absolutely no support for students like at all I have no fucking idea what's going on (laughs) and I hate it and like I don't really like um speaking in class I'm never the person to like contribute my own ideas um like if someone asks me a question I'll answer it but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna offer it up myself and that's always kind of been easy to get away with like as long as you're I feel like in class as long as you're getting the grades teachers don't really mind if you don't offer up like suggestions and things however on zoom they literally don't give a shit like they just call out your name and you have to answer it and nobody has their cameras on so nobody can even see your facial expressions for the fact that you don't know the answer and so I'm just sitting there and I type in the chat I'm like my mic's broke and then they're like I type the answer out in the chat I'm like listen this because just because I can type doesn't mean I can type the answer okay like it is just really I don't know I just think it's horrible and I know that it works for some people I know that some people are really thriving with zoom university but I'm just not like I really need a teacher in front of me um and that's just not happening and like I can complain and complain about how awful this is but I know everyone's going through it and it's like at the end of the day we're all just complaining into a black hole which is exactly what I'm doing with this podcast episode to be fair but it's just like the world is going to shit and there's nothing we can do about it and like the election is next week oh my god guys oh let's talk about that so I know that people from America listen to this, so I really fucking hope that you voted and you voted correctly. And I'm saying correctly because there is only one correct person to vote for in this election. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, that election. I'm 
terrified. I'm not American, in case you couldn't fucking tell. Um, I have a very British accent, I think. Um, but the election is coming up. And I remember the 2016 election so vividly. I did not sleep. And I had American politics, like my A-level class first thing in the morning. And my teacher did not turn up. Um, as she should, to be fair, as she should. Like, I wish I got the memo. I wouldn't have turned up either. But I don't know if you guys, like, know how it works or, like, what what the history of it is. But, like, normally, if you win Ohio, you've won the election. And as soon as Trump won Ohio, like, I just burst into tears. Like, I stayed up to watch the votes come in. Sorry, by the way. My parents just turned on the boiler whilst I'm filming this, recording this, rather. So we got rain and a boiler. I'm going to try and edit it all out, but yikes. Anyways, um, yeah, so as soon as Ohio turned red, my heart just dropped. And it was not only one of the saddest days, but also one of the scariest days. Because in that moment, I just knew that it was a green light for every racist to come out of hiding. And that's exactly what fucking happened. And, like, I really, really learned from that election. I was like, I am never, ever again thinking that there is, like, there are good people out there. Obviously there are, and that was me just being dramatic. But I was so certain that he wouldn't win. I just thought there was no way. And I thought the exact same thing about Brexit. I was like, there is absolutely no way there are that many racists that, those are going to be the election and referendum outcomes. And they were. And so I was like, okay, message, message heard, guys. You don't, you don't like people of colour. Got it. You don't like immigrants. You don't, got it, got it. Heard loud and clear. But if he wins again, like after everything that has happened in his first term and hopefully his only term, but like if he wins again, then I don't even like, I don't know what I'm going to do with the anger that's going to be harboring in my body because that literally just means that like people have just said yes everything he did was correct and I hate like oh my goodness those republicans who have been saying well if Trump's a bad president then why have there been uh, why has 2020 had the least amount of school shootings baby we're in a pandemic the schools are shut what school is open for there to be a school shooting? Like, I... Do Republicans have brain cells? Like, has anyone done a study into this? Because I truly don't think they have. I... I... Mm-mm. Because who is that stupid? Sorry, that was very angry. But, like, who is that stupid? And also, another thing I've been seeing floating around as an argument to vote for Trump is um that he he isn't a politician and so he has done everything he promised and let me state this before I go any further I 100% think the man is disgusting for running his whole presidential campaign on the build a wall rhetoric however that is what he did he said vote for me and I will build a wall if this president that you love so much has done what he said then where is the wall where is it 
Because that was his biggest thing. Drain the swamp and build a wall. And I can't lie to you, he, he didn't pull through. So these Republicans who are really flexing that he's like not a politician and that he's like, you know, a normal person. And so he's not a liar like politicians. Baby girl, he lied to you. He lied to you big time because your wall is still not there. And you also don't have a job because we're in the middle of a pandemic. And he lied to the public. He lied to the country and said, keep going out. You're fine. When he knew. So... You know, if he um if he does win again, not only has he lied to his white voters and supporters, but he has also completely ruined the lives of people of color. So yeah, if that man wins, then humanity, I have heard your message. I've heard your message. Like you're not changing, and I really think a big thing is the like the fact that you don't have to like Biden. Nobody is asking you to like Biden. No one's asking you to be his friend, to be his buddy. We're just saying vote for him. Because <laughs> America, sweetie, you have a two-party system. You're never going to get rid of that two-party system until you realise that the constitution is outdated. Whereas in the UK, like we have a two-party system i guess but like in 2010 for example we had a coalition government so there are chances for third parties to win it's not unheard of whereas in america if you go in and you say i'm voting for green just just say you're voting for trump just say it with your chest because who are you trying to fool here so (laughs) now i've got that election topic off my hand and the pandemic struggles um we can just have a catch-up we can just have a catch-up let me actually look for my phone and see what we can catch up about because it has been a while and I'm sorry for that I am (laughs) but I really like I tried I did try and I, I had to get back into uni stuff blah 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 but I'm back, I'm back now, like I promise, and if I'm not, please just beat me up, like, I'll give you my address and you can beat me up, but, okay, actually, yeah, let's talk about movies, oh my god, (laughs) so, as I said, this podcast is all over the place, but I have had no motivation to watch any films since I watched Tenet, and I don't know if everyone's watched Tenet yet because I know that like a lot of countries didn't reopen their cinemas luckily they opened cinemas in London so I went to watch it with my mom she absolutely hated it but she's like not really into that sort of stuff like I don't think she would like Inception either so whatever and Tenet is really loud if you haven't seen it oh my goodness that film is so so fucking loud and my mom was like no why is it so loud and I was like oh my god I don't know I'm so sorry but yeah, ever since I watched Tenet, I just like have not been able to concentrate on films. Like I don't have the attention span for it. I genuinely think Christopher Nolan like took all my brain cells and just said, you have to wait until next year now. But um, there are films that are coming out that I need to get my attention span back for. However, I did watch, I think it's called The Broken Hearts Gallery or something like that. Um, and 
it's set in New York City and like I will watch any film if it's set in New York City like it doesn't even have to be good I will watch it so that's why I went to watch it I actually went to watch it in cinemas and I went by myself actually let's discuss that I went by myself and yes I am 22 and I should be able to do things like that like normally and not think it's an accomplishment but I've never in my life gone to the cinema by myself and I have always said like I would never go because it just makes me so anxious I feel like everyone's looking at me even though no one fucking cares but I just never wanted to go by myself and my mom has like the um Cineworld unlimited card so like we can go to the movies whenever and she's being really careful about covid just because she works with kids so she's like I'm already exposed to it a lot blah blah, blah. so I went by myself basically and I I think the only reason I went by myself confidently is because I knew that it had to be socially distanced in there so there would be no one sat next to me to judge me even though I know they wouldn't judge me but you know I was just trying to like justify it in my head um and I went by myself and I cried by myself in the cinema and there was only like three other people in there and they were all crying too and it was just so like oh my god it was such a good experience and like I'm saying like a lot I'm sorry but um I really recommend going to the cinema by yourself and one of my best friends has actually always said to me just go like it's so fun like why do you need other people to go to the cinema with you and I was like because I'm a like I'm a pussy like I don't know like I don't have another explanation like I'm just scared but now I've gone like I will literally go to the cinema by myself all the time like I had the best time and I hate when you go to the cinema with people and then they just talk through the film or they ask you questions and I literally turn around and I'm like I am watching this film for the first time with you why do you think I have the answer to your questions it, uh, and I normally don't really go to the cinema with like people that I'm friends with I go that sounds weird I go to like me and my dad love films so we go and watch films when they come out whatever and so like my dad doesn't talk through films thank god um so I don't really have that problem a lot but like I have gone to the cinema with people and they just they just ask me so many questions I'm like listen do I look like a a director to you like no I didn't no anyways god I keep ranting you can see this is what I mean when I was saying earlier about me not having any social skills anymore like I don't know when to shut up but anyways so yeah there's all these films coming out and the only reason that I think I could watch the Broken Hearts Gallery with my full devoted attention was because I was in a cinema and you know you can't have your phone on etc etc but well I guess it's not a film but The Haunting of Bly Manor I think that's what it's called came out recently like the spin-off of The Haunting of Hill House and I literally still can't finish it like I don't have the brain capacity to watch it all And I think it's because, like, this is my theory, guys. I think it's because in the first four months of lockdown, I was watching five films a day. Like, I'm not even joking. I just, that's all I did. All I did was watch films. Like, it was was actually scary. Like, people were telling me to get a life. But I had nowhere to go, so I wasn't going to get a life, was I? But I just, like, I just need to know if anyone else ever gets like this. Because... I just can't watch a film right now and I need to fix it because Promising Young Woman is coming out on Christmas Day, guys. And COVID, if you get in the way of that again, we're going to have a serious, serious issue on our hands. But as of right now, as we speak, 
as of Halloween 2020, Promising Young Woman is coming out on Christmas Day. And if cinemas are open, you can bet that I'm going to be there. Fuck a turkey. Fuck stuff in. Like, I'm going to the cinema to watch that film. Because I have been waiting way too long for it. It was meant to come out, I think, in April, March, maybe. Whatever. And, like, their social media team stayed so, so silent during lockdown. Like, didn't announce a new release date. Didn't even explain what was going on behind the scenes. And then, like, randomly a few weeks ago, they tweeted and were like, Christmas Day. And I need it. I need it. So I need my attention span back. And also, oh, my God. The woman in the window. Amy Adams is going to get the Oscar for that. Like, please. If she does, like, if she actually gets her first Oscar for that, I need someone to hack the Academy and, like, play this audio, this exact audio of me saying that when she wins her her Oscar. Okay, thank you. Um, But I think I've actually mentioned this in a, like, in my first episode, maybe. Or maybe I didn't. But I am a real, like, film person. I know I just said that I haven't watched a film in ages, but like I really do love films. Um, so now that I <laughs> I have started this podcast with all my aggression and my political views, blah blah blah. Um, let's end it on a, a light-hearted aspect and talk about films. So personally, my favourite films are um, Lady Bird is probably I want to say my favourite film, but I know it's not my favourite film. But it is my comfort film. Like, that film... Ah! I'm obsessed. Like, obsessed. Um, And I do love A Quiet Place. John Krasinski is not in my good books right now. And I don't think he'll ever be in my good books again. But I was a really big fan of him. Um, And Emily Blunt's in it, obviously. But the film is still amazing. However, I just don't... I don't agree with his politics. Um, moving on. <laughs> um, what's another good film? Hmm. Oh, Suspiria with Dakota Johnson. Obviously, that woman can do no wrong. And actually, let me look at my letterboxed because I don't want to like forget a film that I love because I'm going to have to make another podcast episode. Um, oh my god, how could I forget La La Land and The Farewell and Gone Girl, but I'm insane, so that's why Gone Girl is one of my favourite films. But yeah, I don't actually know why I just told you that, what my favourite films were, but I'm just so worried that like films are going in the wrong direction now. Obviously Tenet came out and um, Promising Young Woman should be coming out hopefully. And The Woman in the Window is meant to be coming out on Netflix, but I don't know. I don't know if I trust Netflix. Um, But apart from the films that are already in like, is it called post-production? I don't know. But for example, A Quiet Place 2 and Last Night in Soho um, and Dune. Like, and the French Dispatch, like all these films that were set to come out in 2020 that are now coming out next year, hopefully. Um, apart from those, I feel like there's just going to be a new wave of films about the pandemic. And why on earth would I pay money to relive this horrible year? Like, why did 
any director, writer, producer, actor think. Exactly. That's what I'm going to do, guys. I am going to write about one of the most traumatizing years that we've ever had. And I'm going to make it into a film and then ask people to pay money to watch said film about said trauma. No, no fucking way. Not happening. We'll not see a dime from my bank account, baby. No. Um, but I've just seen so many like articles about films like that coming out. And I'm just not looking forward to it. Like, it just doesn't seem like a good idea to me. It doesn't look fun. And in the same light, I guess, oh my God, theatres. Like, when are theatres going to reopen? And I know that, you know, like, we have to be socially distanced and we need to get rid of this virus. But pubs have been open for so long and they're not even that socially distanced. And you could really, really, like, put social distancing into play in a theatre. Like, it is so possible. Because you don't get up. Like, you're not leaving your seats. And my heart is breaking for everyone in the arts right now who doesn't know the next time they're going to have a job. Um, I know that Six, the musical, is opening next month, I think. But, actually, this kind of wraps it up um, and brings it back to what I was talking about at the beginning. But I think a big thing about lockdowns and the whole quarantine situation is that, yes, you stay at home and, yes, you're keeping people alive. And this is going to sound really deep and I don't mean it to, but there is genuinely... Well, it feels like there is genuinely nothing to be alive for. Like, the things that make being alive fun are no longer here, you know? And, like, I used to go to the theatre, like, with my dad um, probably once a week. If not once a week, like, once a fortnight. Like, we go to the theatre a lot, like, he trained in acting. I grew up in musical theatre. Like, we go to the theatre a lot. We go to the cinema a lot. We are big foodies. Like, we go out to eat all the time. And those are, like, the small things in life that, like, keep me going and make life worth it. And for six months, I just, like, didn't have any of that. And... Like I've said so many times, I know that I've had such a privileged lockdown. Like, I got very lucky. I didn't lose any family during this pandemic. I didn't lose any friends and I was safe. And, you know, I could have had it a lot worse. But I just don't... I've never, ever been the person to believe that you should ever compare your pain to someone else's. I just don't think that it it makes sense because there isn't one universal experience of life. And if someone's sadness is what they say is like the worst thing than it is period like you are in no position to debate that and tell them that someone has it worse because there are people who have so little who are so happy and there are people who have so much who are so unhappy but you can't say that just because someone has something or someone doesn't have something they have to feel a certain way and that was really long-winded but like I 
I feel like this really went upbeat and now I'm back to being like miserable but I just feel like on a really personal like perception level whatever that days in lockdown were me just counting down until the day that I wasn't in lockdown anymore and that isn't a life like that is no way of living and I know we have to do it of course we have to do it and you know wear your mask I mean if you're debating wearing your mask you're an asshole Uh, unless you're exempt obviously but yeah people that just aren't wearing their masks are annoying because that is the smallest thing you can do but just like losing everything because it is a loss like it's a really big loss and people who are complaining about not going on the holidays they had booked or their festivals were cancelled or I don't know like they they can't celebrate their birthday the way they planned nobody is in any position to tell you that you can't be upset about those things because those are the things that make life worth living like those are the things that get us through the day those are the things that you know like kind of make capitalism worth it and make the struggle of life worth it because we know at the end of the day like at the end of your nine to five you get to go and have a drink with your friends and like cool down and you know I don't know think about the festival that you want to go to and like I'm so upset like I had my flights to New York booked in July and they obviously got cancelled and then I rebooked them for September and they got cancelled. Then I rebooked them for January of 2021 and they got cancelled. And, like, if you don't know, like, I am obsessed with New York. Like, I miss it so much. And that was kind of the one thing I had to get me through my second semester of uni. I was like, it's okay. Because my flight was a week after my last exam. So I was like, it's okay, Mary. Like, just get through uni. Like, and I hate it. I hate uni. But I was like, just get through it. Like, just put your head down. And as soon as this is all over, like, as soon as you've just spent the past two, three months revising your ass off and working to the best of your ability, you are going to be on a flight to your favourite place in the world. And then, like, I couldn't do that. And I was sad about it. And I felt bad for being sad because I was like, oh, my God, Mary, like, that is such... A trivial thing to be sad about but no like fuck that I have every right to be sad because those are the things I long for and those are the things I love like I love traveling and I haven't been able to travel since February and you know someone else might love festivals like I'm not really a lover of festival I did have like a very very big festivals phase um but they're not really my vibe But I know people who long for festival season. Like, they love a five-day camping festival. And it gets them through, like, the academic year. And then they look forward to it. And now suddenly, like, they just didn't have that. And, yeah, sure, like, count your blessings that you were ever in a position that you could afford to go to festivals or you could afford a flight to New York whatever that may be but don't let anybody tell you that you can't be upset about it because yeah you fucking can because this is horrible and I think the worst part of it is is not knowing the end date I think I've seen so many people say like I can't wait for 2021 but where is COVID's expiry date like is it the 31st of December 2020 I don't think so so I mean I hope it's 
I had this expiry date as in December because this is a really, really shit way of living for everyone. It just isn't life. And on this Debbie Down of a podcast, I'm going to end it here. Um, This was really all over the place, but I have had like three weeks of like material, I guess you could call it, floating around in my head. So yeah, who knows if this makes sense. I'll see when I'm editing it. But I hope everyone's staying safe and everyone's okay. And don't forget to reach out to people if this second lockdown is way too hard. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Bye, guys.